What up, ladies and gentlemen? Whoa. Welcome back. But, Brian. What? You're not dead. I'm not yet dead, no. Neither am I. Nope. We're here. We're back. Episode 73. Charles is already looking really confused. This one is near and dear to our hearts, and you're probably confused as well if you're hearing this because you don't know who fucking Charles is. And in the background. In the background, we've got ourselves, Sex Bat. Yes. We are, the, we are the Sex Bat. We are Sex Bat. That is week three in the background, apparently. Okay. That's, that's is, what Clint said it is. officially that's, official. It's that's week what three. it is. Uh, um, go ahead. No, no. No, no. No. <laughs> Quit doing that. You're freaking me out. It's like a tennis match. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. So, Sex Bat is a, a quarantine album that we did with the three people you're hearing. Me, Clint, and Charles. This is where that you is say me. something. Charles yeah, is me. also the guy who recorded and mixed the Insidian album. Yeah. At Highwire Studio. Mm-hmm. Spell Highwire for him. With, the, with an H-Y. H-Y-W-I-R-E. Studio. Studio. There you go. Find him on Facebook and Instagram and all that fun stuff. If you're in the, what fucking area do you live in? Urbana. Urbana area. Charles is your guy for some recording. Even if you're in the Columbus area and want to make the seven and a half hour drive like we did yes. 34 times. We sure did. So I'll make it worth your while. So he, Charles... Did he ever program the drums? Did some synth work, and mixed it. Mm-hmm. Brian played the guitar and some noises that sound like synth, but they're actually my guitar. And Clint did absolutely fucking nothing. And I nailed it. He nailed it every time. He I did, did. It every time. I did. Uh, speaking of nailed it, I'm going to take this opportunity right here before we get too far into this and do something that I'm not fond of doing. And I'm going to compliment my boy Brian. Uh oh. Oh, yay! Because there is. Uh, wasn't expecting that. I can't, it's like Christmas. He fucking <laughs> killed it with the riffs all through this damn thing. Amen. And uh, fucking quarantine high five to you. Seriously, don't actually touch me. No. You're fucking weirdo. No. So let's take it to the start real quick. How does, how does an album like this come to be? Well, I'm looking at Charles because it's his fucking fault. <laughs> uh, well, I... Welcome to the show. Here's your case of blame. Yeah. I mean... What'd you do? What'd you do, Charles? Well, I was working, and then do? I was told that I wasn't allowed to go to work anymore, and I'm sitting there, bored, and I don't know how to write music, because I'm just a drummer. This would have been what? March? Yeah. 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 Uh, like, the middle of March. And um, picked up the phone, texted Brian, said, <laughs> we need to write a fucking album. And what did I say? Do you remember what I said? Um... I said, be careful what you wish yes. for. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and so here we are. I don't say no to people asking me to write albums. So if anyone out yeah. there wants me to write an album, let me know. That's what we did. So yeah. we never once were all in the same room for any of this. Nope. Um, Clint, Clint came to the project late. Yeah, I wasn't first choice for bass. Yeah. It's all right. I'm so not fucking sore about it. It, it started with a, <laughs> with another guy who is the scum of the earth, and if you listen to this, you can go fucking eat a bag of dicks. But uh, rusty ones, if you can find them. Clint came in late to the game, picked up the slack, uh, and basically had to pull everything there. out of his ass because this is a write and forget project. This isn't a band. We're not going on tour. So I wrote the album, and then I forgot it. So I couldn't show Clint what I was doing or what I was playing for the most part. So he had to figure it out himself. We, uh, we sat down one day, uh, Brian and I, and he tried to go through and remember some of the parts. And I took a bunch of videos of him playing them. 
And he's not lying when he says he doesn't remember how to play it because more than a couple of those videos were fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I would play them <laughs> as to how he was playing them. And then I would get messages back from, you know, Brian and Charles here about how it doesn't sound right. Those are clearly the wrong notes. Which I was guessing oh, when okay. I was saying that I was kind of going with a gut feeling because, like <laughs> I said, I know nothing. Yeah. So it was just purely on. So I'm sorry. But, but if you fucking apologize to either one of us again, I'm not sorry. There you go. So the the premise of the album was, it is you know it's quarantine, COVID, isolation, basically all the emotions that you'll that most people or many people have experienced with a you know as as the album goes a a kind of a jumpy start to a fucking pit bottom in the middle and then it picks back up at the end which we'll explain in a little more in detail here shortly. As we go. Yeah. Uh, so first up. No, uh, oh. we, we should explain this fucking ridiculous name as well. <laughs> oh, the, the album is called Diurnal Curse. Diurnal Curse. I always call it Diurnal. Diurnal Curse. Diurnal. Yeah. Diurnal Curse. Sex Bat actually comes up on Spotify now, too. So right. we've got that going for us, which is nice. Uh, the name came up in the I still can't believe it was agreed upon category. Uh, the name came up as Brian, myself, and my wife were all sitting in my basement drinking and throwing around ridiculous band names. We as, do it all the time. As we're wont to do. All the time. <laughs> and she's got a notepad of them. Some fucking I have them. I have them, a notepad on my phone of them. Hi, Lou. Uh, and uh, Sex Back came up in relation to D, if I remember right. Having him in like a full harness and having him like go upside down with his drums and I don't shit. Remember. I'm pretty sure that that is the story. And somehow Sex Back came out of that and Brian said yes. Mm-hmm. And as he was saying yes, he was texting Charles the name. And here I am explaining it X amount of months later. Yeah. I had no idea. Alcohol <laughs> is bad. And Charles, I could have I could have said, hey, Charles, we're going to name the band fucking 12-inch dildo, and he'd, he's such a nice, passive guy. He's just like, okay. It's a little too close to 12-foot ninja for me. I <laughs> probably would have shot that down. 12-foot ninja. <laughs> so, that's album number two. Yeah. That's a band. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a band. <laughs> well, fuck them. It's not an album yet. Right. Um, Diurnal Curse, basically, you know, what diurnal is like days or basically a day of the day, day of the day yeah and of the day being all by yourself and fucking just worrying and shit the whole time it was kind of like a curse i guess i don't know i don't i don't know how i really came up with it other than here it is and everyone was like okay <laughs> that was it let's put this weird phrase right next to the sex bat right and see how it works Speaking of sex bat, hey! let's play some sex bat. So we're going to talk about a song, play a song, kind of tell you the the mood. Well, I'll tell you kind of the mood I was going forward and maybe a little backstory if there is one and how it came about. And then we'll play the song. The boot. I guess we should also mention that the voice that you will hear on mm-hmm. occasion is my fiance, Crystal, who lended her speaking to the record. Yep. And it, you'll feel free to talk about any... Uh, any of those quotes and or whatever that you found and where you found them and all that stuff. And there we'll put a link to a review that someone did on the album that has them all wrote out and it goes in very detail and writes it right. He wrote it his own little, uh, yeah, he, he took it a different way, but it was story, a lot of fun yeah, based on really cool. what the, the album inspired him to. I liked his, uh, I liked his for fans of thing there at the end of it. Did you catch that? No. At, at the end of the review, he's got four fans of, and, you know, colon or whatever, fuck if I know. 
That's what he played. Fuck if I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did he say FFO or something? No. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I guess I didn't know what that meant. All right. So each each uh, track is a week. Uh, started as days, but that was that didn't ended up uh, mixing that idea. So week one, and this one is kind of the hard, hardest one to talk about because it was unexpected and had to find a place for it, really, kind of thing. Um, but Charles did a lot of the uh, chord progression, the stuff going on in there. Well, it's all, it's all. There's a little guitar. The yeah. rest is all synth. What little knowledge that I have of Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> Wait, what? Played a role. Play, yeah. And it's a very, it's a very don't know. familiar <laughs> chord progression in there. It sounds, it sounds very familiar. But it, you know, the the feeling of it in Boda. Can, oh yeah, that's right. I meant to introduce myself as Clint Beastwood, courtesy of fucking Boda. <laughs> Shit. He listens to the song and he gets like gets super sad. So it is, it is kind of mundane. Um, there's really nothing exciting that happens. It, it never really like fully, like just blows blows you away, and then just kind of goes on and on. Um, halfway through, it gets a little a little more exciting, a little a little brighter, but still has that um, that minor that minor feel to it. It's actually my one regret of the album as well. Every time I listen to it, I, I kind of regret not putting bass just all over it. <laughs> like just fucking spaghetti covered in spaghetti sauce and my bass is the sauce. I just wanted to fucking put bass all over it, but I never did. Clint isn't on this song, so you'll enjoy it. Yes, Here it is. there it is. <laughs> Here's week one. It was a bright, cold day in Thank you. 
your sex bat cherry has been popped. Well, I guess it was popped on the intro, but there you, there you have it. Um, so it gets funner from here. All right, we got week two. Week two is where is where it all started. That um, drum fill you're going to hear at the very beginning is ridiculous. Um, I stole it from myself, <laughs> right? If that makes sense. Charles can actually play that in real life. I can. It's one of the few things on the record that you'll hear that can be physically played by me. Right. Because I am not a metal drummer, which I don't belong here at this allegedly metal podcast. <laughs> allegedly. That's allegedly. Why we, that's why we keep the allegedly in there. We skipped the whole fucking intro with that, too, didn't we? I yeah, that's we fine. We're, we're rusty. Um, You're rusty. But that had a big, big tasty quote at the beginning of it, too. Yeah. Tell us about that one. Um. All right. So... Quotes. I literally Googled dystopian quotes and printed out a list of them, gave them to Crystal, and I said, pick the ones that you like the most. And so she gave me like 16 of them. And uh, that one, I actually, funny enough, learned where it came from through the review. From the review, yes. Yeah. done. The review um, does a good job of the breaking that kind of stuff. Yeah, researching yeah, it and everything. That was really cool. Um, so it was interesting that uh, the book that it came from mentions that the guy is a serial killer. Yeah. Um, because that's not what we were going for. <laughs> COVID is a serial killer, so <laughs> right, it works. It, hey, it lines up. There you go. Um, but I just tried to make it um, have a feeling of like you're listening to this in the you know future right which was it's worn little, out yeah, yeah glitchy and yeah. stuff so i had a lot of fun messing with all that manually stuff. putting in stutters and shit like that yeah it was a good time um on my end for that song you know so the song that song was in, isn't droppy it's as high of a tuning as it gets and as the album goes on it gets lower lower and lower and that song was actually written in a major key um i am terrible at uh theory so, you know, I might have done it wrong, but that my intent was to write it in a major key because at this point, um, I feel like in, in week two, you've heard, of, you've heard of COVID. You're not really sure if it's coming or not. By the end of that song, I kind of picture that you know that it's coming right. and, it's, and it's going to be here and it's going to be a thing. Um, but you're not super concerned yet. You're just like, yeah, this, everyone, that's the point where everyone's like, it's just the flu, you guys, calm down. <laughs> right, you know, right, like, right. Um, but then, you know, at the end, that last review is kind of, kind of, for me, realize something else is coming. You know, it's, it's going to be here and it's going to be bigger than you wanted it to be or thought it was going to be. Um, so that's, you get what that, that's where week three comes in. Yeah. That's, uh, right. yeah, no, that, that's a good feeling for that. My, uh, my take on week two is, uh, is more of my, I think this is the end of my, uh, being bitter too, because after this, it's all new. But, you know, originally, this was the first thing you guys sent me, and me and the other bass player recorded it, and I did kind of simple shit along with it, and didn't get the fucking job. The job. Hell, I even recorded bass for this one, I think, too. And uh, this, when and I, I actually preferred your bass <laughs> over what someone else sent in. The or, not not him, <laughs> right, right. But the original part, Good I, was like, dickhead. Yeah. I was like, why is Brian a better bass player than our <laughs> bass player? <laughs> But, uh, the, and then when things did come back around to me, you know, like I said, I kept it kind of playing that first time I recorded this 
And then when it did come back around to me, that was when I kind of decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have some fun with this shit and do some weird stuff. And I did. And if you can find it, it's in there. If you can hear it, <laughs> it is in there. And I promise, for me, it was weird. All right. Speaking of weird, that's a good segue. Yeah. It's about to get really mm-hmm. weird. Week three is where things get fucking weird and yeah. paranoia. And I, only, I guess I want to point this out here, since we're playing it this way. The ends of songs sound like they end abrupt or you know, or the beginning of songs starts, sounds like it's starting late. It's because when you, we purposely, when you listen to it on Spotify or anything like that, it's it's supposed to sound like one seamless song. So you'll notice as, since it's broken up that uh, the endings and beginnings are a little weird. Kind of fade into each other. Yeah. So here we go. The point is, there is no feasible excuse for what we are, for what we have made of ourselves. We have chosen to put profit before people, money before mortality, dividends before decencies, fantasisms before fairness, and our own trivial comfort before the unspeakable agonies of others.
There you go. First taste of the tones. The guitar tones, the yeah. metal tones, the metal drums. Oh. And it only gets better from here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> At least I think so. So, week three. Uh, week three is the shit has hit the fan. And you'll realize that quickly yes. when it starts. Um, <laughs> it's time to go to war. We have, uh, what's the quote here? It's like, you can't, even, there is, a, is that, is that quote in here? There isn't even an enemy. No, that's, that uh, that's week four, okay. I believe. Um, this one actually doesn't have any quotes. Is this is the only one without any quotes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, so I've made some notes on these songs. I, I, I put, it's pretty much the most straightforward song on the album. It's only got a few different riffs, but they're played a couple of different ways. And, and, you know, but it's got a lot of atmosphere, a lot of stuff going on in the background with the breakdown and everything. It opens up with what I, I mean, basically it sounds like military marches, which is the left, right, left, which right, is exactly right. what I was, what I was going for. And obviously there's no, it's no secret. Um, but the breakdown is the fun in this song yes. with the, uh, you know, you kind of, I kind of try to capture the, um, kind of zone out for a minute and everything's going on around you. Everything's just muffled and you know, these are your ring, your ears are ringing or whatever. And all of a sudden you're like, well, fuck, I ain't got, I can't just sit here all day. I got to get, I got to get back to There's shit to do. Right. So, you know, pick up your weapon and, and carry on to a fucking heavy ass, heavy ass riff coming out of there. Um, that we were talking about as it was playing just a minute ago. Uh, I guess that's a little behind the curtain. But anyways, uh, that we all agreed that we had a ton of fun fucking playing that, that breakdown riff there. Yeah, It's not the world's most complicated thing, but fucking damn, does it get it done. But when the, <laughs> when the drums drop to halftime at the end of that, it is, and it's the only time we do it on the album, I believe, right. drop the drums at halftime. And Pretty fuck, sure, yeah. it is well placed. <laughs> Good job. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, <laughs> I, I did that, but I'm trying not to make it sound like that. But, no, know, hey. You got to wear your arm out, patting yourself yeah, on the back. I, mm. I, I, I already uh, told the guys, it's my wife's favorite one on the album, which is, is weird because... It's, it might be the up, first thing that her and I have ever agreed on, too. Yeah, Clint really likes that one. Super simple, super chuggy, getting it done. Hi, Christina. I guess more behind the curtain. We, this song replaced... One that was originally written that didn't really fit. Wasn't going places. Yeah, it had it that. Just, you had a the drum. That's the one that you had a drum program that I couldn't get the right. timing down. I don't even remember what it was. What, yeah, I have no idea. I <laughs> wouldn't even know where to find it on my hard drive right. now either. Um, Is that a euphemism? So when you <laughs> for you twelve inch dodo. <laughs> um, so when you sent me this, yeah, I forgot completely about the other one <laughs> that's it yeah. i think that's when you said you can i don't forget how you word you can write songs for me anytime or yeah. you can be my i don't know what, <laughs> it was i'm pretty sure it was I'll some be offhanded <laughs> I'll be kind of top gun reference <laughs> right. but anyways uh but yeah, it took me probably maybe an hour to write that song um, that's how much we didn't like what <laughs> was there. You, and, you know you hear the the drums uh are super simple and nothing, nothing too bad. But anyways, here's week three.
What'd you think, Clint? I uh, still I, like it. I still like it. All right. Believe it or not, <laughs> it, it, it hasn't changed since All right. uh, X amount of time ago. Moving forward, I still want to play it live. <laughs> <laughs> so, week four is up next. It's the first time that I I tune my guitar down an, an entire step, so it, it's lower. It's in drop C, and then the very end is in standard C. Quick uh, nerd note here: um, <laughs> the very end of it. As Brian and I are sitting there uh, that night that I, I mentioned before where he's trying to show me stuff, he, he's very specific about how this song is in drop C, but at the end it's in C standard. I'm only playing things on the top string. Yeah, it's on there. So it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. But, the first time, but the first time I played it, fuck, how am I going to tune up while I'm waiting on this shit to fucking... So I did. I tuned every damn thing to C standard to play... Just the top string, and that was already on the fucking notes that it needed to be on. And, you know, so much of... Here, here you go. You're not going to pat yourself on the back for this one. So much of what he showed me how to play on this fucking song was wrong I that I had to record it. it so many fucking times. I don't know who... That by the third or fourth time I was going to record it, I finally realized I don't have to tune differently. <laughs> it's all already there. So there is equal parts. I'm an idiot, and so is Brian. I had, there were a few times where I thought that this virtual band was going to break up <laughs> because of virtual band. Oh, I said angry <laughs> things, but I was having fun. Yeah, yeah. I actually took a full day off at, at one point, right at the start. I called it a clinical health day and recorded a handful of, of these, and it was fucking, it's, god damn, it's got to be top three days of the fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so, well, so... I kind of had the first half of this song. Uh, Charles kind of got the back half of it. Um, so, in feeling, I feel like this one is okay. You, you've you know it's here, but you know you got to kind of carry on with life. So it just comes back in with just some some metal, some straight up. You know, there's no there's no real like theme to it like week three had. Um, and again, a little behind the scenes thing: we are listening to these songs just to make sure that we're remembering them right before we go to talk about them. And immediately what I said was, I keep forgetting how much I like this. I like the, the, uh, the progression and the, the, the riff there, but it's sandwiched in between a couple other bigger things, and I always forget how much I actually enjoy this song. Well, so the, the, kind of the note I hear is it's kind of a, the track is kind of a, a false sense of confidence. That's what I, I feel like. The first half is like, yeah, this, I can do this. this That's this an is excellent good. way to put it. Um, but it's also kind of still disjointed, though. I mean, that intro well, intro is, I mean, it's fuckery. <laughs> but it, it says, I have, it, takes a, it takes a hard left to oh shitsville yeah. Yeah. Uh, mid, midway through. Um, it leads you into the abyss, which is coming up. But Yeah, it's got a good sense of dread at the end. You know, it, it, it basically turns, so it goes from metal to kind of hip hop dubstep dub, to fucking doom. Like, it just kind of progresses all the way down. And it's, even ends with a lovely, uh, what did you we call it a tape? Uh, uh, what's it like called? Spiral, tape stop, yeah, yeah, wind down yeah, thing. Wind down. Where it's, it's just like, oh, okay, mm. <laughs> right. It's got uh, what we. Uh, it's got my favorite quote of the whole thing on it too. With the whole hate looks like everyone else until it, it smiles. smiles. Yeah. That's good. It's good. I think about that when I smile at people. Yeah. <laughs> what anything you want to say about this with your uh, dubstepy drums or anything like that? Um, it fits just, perfectly well. I just. You know. I just kind of wanted to, because of where it 
was, and this one didn't get moved around. Like we pretty much left this one right where it was in yeah. the order of things. Um, you, you know what's going on. You're kind of okay with it, but inwardly you're starting to fall apart because right. you're not used to what is going on. Yeah, you're putting on a big boy face at the beginning, right. and then that face is slowly washing away as the song yeah. wraps up, and then it quickly just spirals right. downward, which leads us into week five. Week five, yeah. I, I would like to point out at some point here that and I might get uh, hate mail for this, but um, I didn't have so many of these feelings. I was so fucking happy having to sit there <laughs> in my basement and be fucking left alone. It was grand. No, I, I agree. Um, I mean, because we were writing this and that was, it was a fantastic time. Yeah, um, and I wasn't having to deal with my coworkers. Right. It was fucking right. excellent. Oh, yeah, look, <laughs> look. <laughs> For the record, I don't work with those coworkers anymore. So if anybody from my current employer hears this, I'm not talking about you. Yeah. Anybody from my current employer hears this, I am talking about. You. I hate you. <laughs> talking about you. you specifically. I love you piece of banana peel. Think of that when I smile at you, and you can see the hate coming out. Mm, except, yeah, you can't see my smile right now because. I'm Wearing a mask. Oh, you <laughs> dirty bitch. You can't say that on the air right now. This is 2020. It's, it's, it's Butterface's time to shine. <laughs> Here's week four.
the hill we go uh real quick uh side note if you smell that yes it was me and uh, i'm not sorry okay then perfect time yes mm. perfect time yes so week five <coughs> falls right in he smells it behind week four here as as if you didn't see that theme <laughs> clint trying to talk on a podcast right now this one uh this was the end of my clinical health day and Brian and I have had uh, no shortage of back and forth about this fucking song. Uh, the first time he said, what he's going for is boredom, essentially. Yeah. And I told him he fucking nailed it. And I didn't mean it in a good way, but he took it that way. <laughs> yes. So I even had that in my notes. Clint said, that song was boring. And I said, <laughs> fuck, I did it. <laughs> right. I fucking did it. it, it uh, so, and uh, uh, more information than anybody really wants or needs. Uh, the way I record these things, I can't do the whole punch in, punch in, cut in thing. I did it successfully, I think, twice. What do you mean, Clint? I don't punch in either. Through all of this stuff. This is all one take. It's all one take. All my shit really is one take. And um, so I, the, my clinical health day, this was the last song I did. I think I knocked out three that day. And, you know, the songs, it's the longest song on the album. And it's, so long and drudged out and I'm I'm listening to it over and over and playing along with it and trying to get these changes down and all this shit. Just like, oh my God, this song is gonna be the fucking death of me. Hey. And I you know uh, see it all worked all the themes are pulled together. Right, in this song, right, 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 right. And, and you know, we've talked about it. it this isn't something I say a lot because I'm I don't mind being in the background despite all the stupid shit that I put in front here. <laughs> But this is the one time that I wish my bass would have been just a little higher in the mix because I think the things I do keep the he dread, thinks he, he the bassist thinks he makes a song dread fun, and theme, but I think it also makes it a little more um, not as boring. Not as boring. I okay. guess this means we can look forward to diurnal diurnal curse part I, two diurnal curses remix. 
With the S in parentheses. The remix is expat. Oh, sorry. And, um, then, and then in parentheses it says, never mind. All right. All right, so. Somebody got that. The, the feel here. I was obviously, this is the low. This is the lowest the record gets. Um, you know, the, the, the death toll is rising. The isolation, you're missing your families, your friends, your bar, your camaraderie. You're worrying about your kids and your family members. Just worrying all day, every day, watching the fucking news and social media, all that garbage. So yeah, I I did have a lot in the structure and stuff of the song, and it was just meant to kind of drone on and make you feel like shit. And I think that's what it that's what it did. It has one of my f- two favorite riffs on the album um, that I just love. Every time it comes on, I just like, oh, it's such a good riff. Thank, good job, Brian. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Um, Again, all shit aside, you did fucking kill it with riffs on this. Yeah, thing, the uh, sure. and then the end sounds like an organ or whatever, but it's actually my guitar with a fun little lead line that I think turned out. I don't know where it came from or what I was doing. Maybe it's maybe maybe it's like a, a funeral organ. I don't know what it is, but it sounded cool, and I threw it on there. and I thought it thought it worked out. Again, we're listening to these before we talk about them, and I, I don't even know if I should actually say this because it again may cause blowback but i think that this is one of the few times that somebody has nailed the typo sound <laughs> and it's because there are no vocals yeah uh which is also another reason that my bass should be higher in the mix but we'll <laughs> he can't he's that's the ninth time he said that <laughs> uh, I, I don't know Man. if anyone cares but i i used three guitars on this album no, uh, no one cares. I don't. I'm, uh, I'm just saying I don't. My Schecter KM6, my Schecter SLS Elite, and my Reverend Bayonet. What you just heard all over that, which has got a bass contour knob and does that uh, doom sound phenomenally. Phenomena. I technically right. used three drum kits in this album too. I have <laughs> three three drum clicks. I have no idea if I use different basses or not. I just played. I think I fun gear geeking with Clint. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> next up, we got uh, what? It's, what, what? What's now? Week five. We're Out of five, into yeah. six. No, into five. Yeah, into five. Sorry. Yeah. So I, I am the only one that's drinking. Yeah. Surprise. So, shut up. We're quarantine brained. We don't know. What we we're don't doing. know how to function. We're going into <laughs> week five.
week five and into week six quick recap of five that was exactly what we told you it was going to be wasn't it yes it was, was. <laughs> um week six is a, a something that i wanted to point out earlier uh it includes a lot of things that i don't you know brian and i have been playing music together for fucking time out of mind pretty literally and there, there's shit in this song that i don't expect out of him and there's quick uh the, the, there was a part, I think it is in four earlier, where you go stupid fast for a couple seconds and then back into other stuff, and you do that here, and it's shit that when I first listened to it, I thought, what the fuck is this quarantine <laughs> shit done to Brian? <laughs> this is nuts. Um, we, we, you know, this, uh, another one where Brian and I had a, a bit of back and forth about how to do things, and I really like my bass going into it. Brian's not the biggest fan of it. Uh, there's just one note that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. That's fine. That's all. I'll rub so. you the right way later on. I hope so. That's that's what we do after every show. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, so real quick, uh, my mm. take on six. It's a that's obviously the well, not obviously. You were way better prepared for this than yes. I listened to it this morning and wrote all this stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a two and a half minute song. The the feeling, the idea behind it was that you know this is kind of where paranoia starts to set in. You get antsy. You want to get out and do things. You're you're uh, you know just kind of nervous and frantic. Um, it's definitely opposite the opposite of week five. Uh, it moves really. It starts out, it kind of brings you out slow, and then it's like and then it does the one, two, three, four, 
and then all up in your face. <laughs> and it, it has a cool little uh, bistro jazz session in the middle where you kind of maybe enjoyed something for a minute, but then it was back to fucking... Because you insane. realize and you ask yourself, yeah. where do you <laughs> what, go right. when uh, your mind finally you? What happened there is that, that's the one time that you went to the store and found Clorox wipes. Yes. Yeah, see? <laughs> then you were happy for a second. I've still yet to find any since that moment. That is literal. Or the elusive pack of toilet paper. Yes. Oh, no, I got that in spades. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, short, sort of like, you know, people's patience and uh, definitely not short on uh, watching news and media, making you go fucking <laughs> insane. So, but you really don't need a quarantine for that. Right. But that's, right. A, that's a different album. Uh, before we move on from that, uh, Brian and I actually learned something about this song, yeah. and we were sitting here just a minute ago. Uh, Chuck's voice, uh, as he mentioned yeah. out earlier, uh, this is all the <laughs> spoken word things are his fiance, but his voice is actually included we on had part of this. No idea. We had until no just idea. Now. <laughs> I was uh, sitting up in. I feel like we should have faked our way through that. <laughs> I'm sitting up in the studio, and I'm like, this one doesn't have. A spoken word part. Three didn't have one either, but I was kind of okay with that. Yeah. It, People were screaming and bombing yeah, and all this shit. Yeah. That worked for me. Um, and But nothing that I had in front of me worked, I felt. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, where do you go when your mind finally leaves you? And I'm, I'm not one, like right now, sitting doing this podcast. I don't like hearing my voice. But I grabbed a microphone and I recorded it. And then I yelled for Crystal to come over, and I said, "The real talent of this project, right? Right." I said, "Record this," and uh, then I put the two together. It's me in the beginning, her in the middle, and me at the end, and then the swirly uh, ginger esque uh, <laughs> coming back into the craziness. That's how it goes. You'll hear us go, and with a nice little tasty blast beat, just to send it off. Yeah, you know. I get bored with a song that's all blast beats, but a tasty blast beat, tasty. a tasteful blast beat, yeah. just you know, strategically placed. There's not a lot of things better than that. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Chucky Charles. <laughs> Chucky Charles. So, uh, yeah, here's, here's week six. Week six.
How are we doing? Are we still sane? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, sliding scale. Sliding scale. <laughs> All right. So, next up. That was six. This is seven coming in. Uh, this it, is the flagship. This is... This is Brian's favorite. This is something where he just goes fucking riff soup on it, and I would love to take so many of these riffs and incorporate them into something that we can play live, whether they're Insidious songs or something fucking else. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we we had a ton of fun with this. Um, it, it, again, with me and my one-take Charlie shit, it took me a long time to get all these changes and everything down because I, none of the riffs repeat. Never, ever. Once the riff <laughs> leaves... It's never comes back, but you don't even realize it. I feel like that's an easy thing for you to say. It's not an easy thing for somebody that doesn't listen to the same type of shit that we listen to to say. I think that this is as good as this song is. I think it's going to be hard to digest for people who aren't thinking about it the way that we do. Okay. But it's still a lot of fucking fun. And it's got the just insane smoke show of fucking Mm. our favorite Nick Lee on there. And I, from there, I will pass it over to Brian. Uh, well, so I'm going to read the kind of the feel thing first, and then we'll talk about how, you know, Charles and I did this thing. So this is how I kind of see this song is basically the light at the end of the tunnel. Everything um, is picking up like the economy or whatever. The stores are opening up. You're kind of, you felt like you just survived and lived through the craziest thing anyone has seen in how many, what, hundred, I don't forget the, how many, the last thing that was crazy like this. I don't remember. We'll call it a lifetime. And move oh, on. Yeah. A lifetime for sure. Um, and you, and you kind of, at least, you know, I'm writing off kind of based off of what I feel too. There's, there's a, like a new excitement for life. Um, you appreciate things more. You better be speaking for yourself. <laughs> right. Um, you know, especially for me in my life, it's, it's working from home and everything. Everything is just so much better on the other end of this. I mean, obviously I don't mean to say that this is good for anyone or anything, but I kind of wanted to capture that sur- I just survived kind of feel, um, of course, the the guitar solo in there is Nick from Moontooth, and I didn't tell him anything. I said, here it is. Here's the bars I want you to solo over. But I telepathically said, I, at the end of the solo, I want you to fucking whittle the, of the whittles, because do something I can't do, right? <laughs> whittle of the whittles. <laughs> so, Isn't that a fucking character from Lord of the Rings? And he fucking, he takes it. I mean, it's almost like he read my mind. He like This is exactly how I wanted it to sound, and he just fucking did it like... I'd probably probably in like a half an hour. Oh yeah, he did. He didn't even open his eyes for that. Um, so but what the last riff? That's a pre-coffee solo by Nick Lee, right? (laughs) (laughs) By Nick Lee. Um, so the last riff, uh, is for me, it's just kind of like a strut riff. I feel like you could see someone just walking down the road to that to that thing, like just full of, um, I don't know about pride, but sort of almost arrogant, you know, like. It's just me. I, I've I've made it. Like nothing could nothing. I'm I didn't get sick. Like every, no one I know died. Like, right. I'm just feeling. I'm just feeling really good about myself. So I told told Charles that I need that Pantera ride fucking drum groove. Yeah, yeah. Vinnie Paul would be proud. Right. And he was like, "Well, I said, what what's I what's the name of the song? The Pantera song? The one? I, I don't know. There's fucking a hundred of them." Clint's going to play stupid. I, I have no idea what you're talking I about. You, you did send me the title. I, I forget the name know. of the song. I, I, I have a year's worth of text messages from you. Uh, I don't <laughs> I sent him that, and, and he knows. So I wrote the riff, and I hated it. And I was telling Clint, like, I don't really, you know, I want the simplest riff there, and, and what I got, I don't really like. And I listened to it a couple more times. I was like, 
No, I think this is. No, it. yeah, <laughs> it works. Uh, you know, the, with a couple of variations in there, brought on or brought out by uh, we've done Charles s- drum drumming very you know drumming thing. So this is to get to that real quick. This is kind of a, a very good example of a a drum led song where he was feeding me the drum beats and just kind of throwing shit together. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Like um, the inf- the influence is cool too. I texted you and I said. I've been listening to Ginger a lot lately, and I want to write something that sounds similar. Um, so here's this, which was the intro part. Um, and uh, it just kind of... It just kept going. It never, just, <laughs> never it just came didn't back. stop. Yeah, it's, I don't know how many riffs are in there, but it's like a six-minute song or yeah. something, and they never, they never, ever come back. And like I said, I think... I think it's great. I love that fucking song. I unlike another album we released this year, I go back and listen to this uh, this album. Uh, Spotify I actually put it. It's in my rotations now. Like, oh, is it? Random songs will just pop in. It's pretty great. I'm okay with it. Well, and so well, it's kind of so at the end to wrap up the whole album, the the whole feel, the whole trip, the very very end, the last thing, and this was uh, Charles's brainchild. You hear the intro all over again. You hear right. the birds chirping, and it basically to simulate what it actually. And he did this before it happened in real life, which is it's all starting all over from the beginning. And this time around, it's even worse. So once the album uh, album wraps up, the intro just kicks back in and just takes you right back to the fucking beginning where you get to do it all right. over again. Where album number two comes in and it's titled Groundhog's Day. Yes, um, the chopped and screwed version. <laughs> The uh, we're probably not doing ourselves any uh, any good by comparing things to typo negative and Pantera, but why you know, not? We're whatever. fucking people too. Whatever. We had fun with this. It was it was it's all in fun, and uh, you know, whatever. Take your interpretation. You know what? We'll get to that part here in a minute. Anyways, here is week seven.
disaster has crashed. And its roar is calming down. The tide is pulling away from the shore. End of the journey, is it the end? The end, or is it 
I'm Ron Burgundy. Next up, week one. So on week one, no. <laughs> right. Or is it month one? Yeah. So uh, there, you, there you have it. There's our uh, our quarantine brainchild. Like I said, no, none of us. Uh, Charles was over an hour away from us. Yeah. Clint came in when the album was pretty much almost done. So it was just a, a, a trade back and forth and just you do what you want here and I'll do what I want here. And Charles fucking made it happen. I, I, it all together. And, I told these guys more than twice and uh, at least a third of those times I, I was drunk. Yeah. Um, the you know there were there were a lot of angry text messages that I sent where I would be getting irritated with shit trying to figure it out. But in reality, I had a ton of fun doing this. And if you don't, you know, it's just like any other instrumental thing. Which I've been trying to get Brian to do something instrumental for fucking ever now. And there him and go. I are generally negative people, and we're both actually pretty proud of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it, it the it, you don't. This was his, their, our idea of this. Obviously, take it however the hell you want to. We just hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, I mean, the review, you know, there was a review of it that it takes it in a completely different way. Link in the description. Link in the description. And yeah, if you don't, tell us about it. We'll, uh, you know, clearly this is Groundhog Day. We'll try again. Someone asked me how, you know, how I felt about the review. I'm like, uh, you know, well, I, I wrote we or the, the the album that was wrote, and you know, a lot of stuff the was to. There's no word besides we're talking. There's no lyrics to tell you anything about what's going on, and the the sounds and the notes and everything came out, played it out an entire story in his head. I think, I think that's when you you you, you nailed it. Yeah, it was, no, that, that accomplished. Was, and I, and you know, at the beginning of the review, he does say that it was outstanding. Right. So he did actually enjoy it. Yeah. So. Can't ask for anything more than that. Uh, and uh, as to our previous conversation, he ends that. You know what? I'll let you read the view, review yeah. on your own. It's it's there. Uh, I, I point being, I really liked his for fans of description at the end. Yeah. Something for everyone in there. There's slow. Yeah, yeah. There's it's fast. the Baskin Robbins of fucking music. There's yeah. 32 fucking flavors in there. And that's how Brian writes. <laughs> yeah. Listen to an Insidious album. They know two songs the same. Um, that's all we got for you. This year for the Sex Bat. Um, next year, we'll have a band called Rape Monkey, I think. No, we won't. Oh. Walk that back. <laughs> Walk that back. It's, um, we, we'd love any feedback. Uh, the, most of the feedback that we have gotten is really good from people that you know we know and love. And, uh, uh, you know, th- th- like I said, Brian and I are generally really negative people. And this has been one of those things that when we do get the feedback and it's so positive that I, speaking for myself, I have no fucking clue how to respond. Yeah. So, uh, you know, feel free to tell us something negative. We, uh, that's it. That we'll, we'll, uh, I guess go back to normal yes. for the show wise, the next show, which I have uh, such a long break. We had one recorded. The guest had a tragedy in the family when he was supposed to be on, so we scrapped that and just kind of took a little break. But yep. we'll be back soon. Because it's 2020. What the fuck else are you going to yeah. do? Uh, before we get too far along in our goodbyes here, Chuck, you got anything else you want to add? Mm, not that I can think of. Good fucking contribution. He's glad it's over. Thanks. Good Thanks. contribution. This will, com- this will wrap up his, his commitment right here after the <laughs> podcast. He's going on to the besides and... yeah. Besides, is his other band not a metal podcast worthy? Yeah, 
Sure I did. Contribution. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we're on social media. As per usual, we're on social media. As long as social media is Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Sexbat isn't on any of that Sexbat stuff. is not on any of those. I do want to make some stickers, though, but that's okay. a conversation okay. for later. But it is streaming Spotify. It iTunes, is streaming all, all those places. Uh, thank you to Nick Lee for his, again, smoke show of a solo that he probably did with his eyes closed before he had his first cup of and coffee. And what we didn't even mention... And our Mario. guy Mario oh, mastered, mastered this, yeah. and you know, spotlights, and he's got a new band called Sisters, Sister, Sisters, Sisters, Sisters Rock, or something Sisters. like that. <laughs> we're we're awful, and we're sorry, Mario. You did a masterful job. I think it's just called it. Sisters, yeah. It uh, obviously hit both those guys up. Listen to their music. Super professional, super quick and easy to work with. I had him make changes and I was amazed at how fast he fucking turned this around. Stuff I, I yeah. didn't like and stuff. And he and I even gave him the wrong trap number, so he was <laughs> fucking with the wrong one. And it was like didn't wasn't even mad when I said, Oh no, you're doing that the wrong way, you gotta go to do this one. He's like, Oh no, no problem, no, that's cool. I'm like, Thanks, Marty. He's like, All right, bye, 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 bye. No, I what are you, a valley girl now? This is where you fart. <laughs> <laughs> Send us your music to eostupidity at gmail.com. I'm hunting down people to talk to on the podcast. We'll be back on a more regular basis soon, hopefully. Um, I will see the end of this. <laughs>